Hey everybody, thanks for coming to Street Fight Radio. This is The Basement Show. We just went to wrestling. If you want to come hang with the gang at Elevator Tap Room here in Columbus, Ohio, we're on 4th Street. Uh, watching AEW Dynamite and some NXT. We got two screens going. We got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 on the GameCube. Uh, there's a lot of fun shit going on. Good buddy of mine, Wavy. Uh, set up some video game tournaments before so Wednesday nights if you want to hang with the Street Fight crew and you're in Columbus head over to Elevator Brian and I will be there watching wrestling as long as we're not on tour and thank you Elevator uh, for allowing us a spot to boo and yell and scream and cause a ruckus every Wednesday night while we watch wrestling live uh, for those of you that don't know who we are, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host here is Brian Quinby. We're Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show in any station across the nation. We've been doing it now for like eight or nine years, working on getting everybody to change their wicked ways, working on creating a community of people that value workers and everybody that uh, does work for a living and taking all the money from those who don't so if you're down with that and ready to party we're trying to create something here that will start out as a radio show but will eventually be a global i'm sorry that was a misnomer a what is what is i don't know how to, what's the alternative to global uh planety planety yeah will be a planety Anyways, there's a big flat earth and we're trying to get rid of all the hierarchy and start something new. Uh, and there's no firmament that's going to stop how high we can go. And we're glad that everybody shows up and supports what we do. If you want to do that, uh, head over to patreon.com. We are going to be doing some live shows here in November. If you're on the West Coast, come see us in Portland, Seattle, uh, the Bay, uh, Smokeland, and uh, L.A., and San Diego to Che Cafe. Uh, lots of people were excited to hear that we're going there. Um, and I think I promised one to kiss one of them on the lips on Twitter. So should be an exciting tour. We're going to be hanging out with the... We're going to bring the Minion Death Call guys, Alexander and Tony, along with us. They're going to be doing their first live shows. So this is going to be great to get them out there on the road performing for people. They do such a wonderful job. One of my favorite shows to listen to. And then finally, I want to give a, uh, say thank you to... Uh, Drew Toothpaste and Natalie D from Garbage University. They came to my Halloween party and brought me this beautiful bottle of uh, Remy Martin 1738, the good shit, the kind of stuff that I like. And uh, I appreciate it. So I'll be on their show soon. Um, but check them out if you need more podcasts in your life. They do a great job. How's I just it go finished Jake Starburst. Okay. I feel like a piece of shit. I'm taking from my workers. Right. Well, Jake, we'll trade. You want some squid chips instead? We can give you no, he a bag want, of squid chips. Nobody wants squid chips. Uh, you want to try the squid chips? Gross. Okay. We've got uh, Icy Jake in the studio. You can hear his uh, newest album on all of your uh, Spotify. If you look for terrorist threats, uh, our sound guy. Our audio engineer, Icy Jake, also a very talented rap artist, and his debut out, not debut, he's been doing this forever. His newest project is now on all streaming, and we'll get you more updates on what's going to happen with that soon. But I uh, totally, totally recommend that you stop what you're doing someday this week and listen to that shit. I mean, by the end of this show, Jake could end up on mic, is all I'm saying. It can happen. Yeah, anything can happen here. As long as, I mean, those squid chips might go wild. I'm going to make well, how shit. Are they? They're actually pretty good. He likes the squid chips. He recommends them. Um, I got to know. You got to go to Japan and buy them, I though. Know, so you're I probably not going to get any. Are they rings? 
They're they're fishy. Yeah, fuck. He said they're fishy. Ooh, they are fishy. It smells like it smells like a bag of fish sticks. Oh, fuck that. All right. Mmm. Oh, so good. It's like the batter on a. It's like the batter on a uh, calamari. Oh, that's tasty. I'm gonna start the show. Uh, Well, first, let's congratulate the Washington Nationals on a World Series win. Really? No. (laughs) I don't care. I just saw it, so I was like, ah, hey, hey, you know, hey, good for those guys. Congratulations to uh, Sam Knight and Sam Sachs from the District Sentinel. I hope they bet with their heart and not their head and uh, made a lot of money today. Lauren, my buddy, Lauren, LLW. Uh, One of the greatest. fucking remember the name, uh, but she's great. 092 or something? Yeah, or 900, I think is actually what it is. But uh, the really, the big story today, as we record this, and we'll probably still be going on tomorrow, is... Uh, the GMG Union, which I don't know what that stands for. I should probably look that up. Let me look that up, too. For um, Deadspin. Oh, yes. It's a local of the WGA. So I don't know why it's called GMG, because I don't know anything about it. Uh, today, a number of our colleagues at Deadspin resigned from their positions. From the outset, CEO oh, yeah. Jim Spanfeller has worked to undermine a successful site by curtailing its most read well-read coverage because it makes him personally uncomfortable. This is not what journalism looks like, and it's not what editorial independence looks like. Stick to sports is and always has been a thinly veiled euphemism for don't speak truth to power. Right. In addition to being a bad business, in addition to being bad business, Spamfeller's actions are morally reprehensible. The GMG union stands with our current and former dead spin colleagues and condemns Jim Spanfeller in the strongest possible terms. So Jim Spanfeller sounds like an enormous dick. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, but I am glad to see all of the folks that are like, well, I guess, you know, I'm out too, right? Like they've all decided to walk out together. I mean, like. I'm not a journalist. I don't know shit about being a journalist or doing sports, but like stick to sports seems like a fairly insulting thing to say to somebody. Yeah. In my opinion. I can see that. Like if I was like a person who wrote about things, it's like, you know, I can't write about sports every day. I know that people think that there's sports news every single day because ESPN is on every single day, but I'm here to tell you none of that's news. And it's bad business. I mean, for them, they're losing business because they want to do things old school and they don't understand what the world of media is right now. And that like you can have a specific like you can have a specific thing that, you know, sports. But once you and once you start expressing your other interests, that's how people become like hooked on you or your fans, you know, like not to not to say I'm like engineering this too much, but uh you know, like I like to, I like to do the stuff that we do, but we get a lot of richness out of saying other stuff that makes us happier that we're into, you know, talk, I get to talk to people about bikes all the time. You know, we don't do bike stuff on this show hardly ever. You right. Know? Right. Yeah. But there's a yeah. lot of bike people that listen to the show because of it, you know, like it, it sucks because this is the classic case of like a guy in a suit smoking a cigar. That's just saying you cost me money and I don't like your attitude. Right. And, and, and like, uh, one of the things about it is that like, I, from what, from my understanding, it is a very successful site and some of the biggest page hits go to their more political stories. Right. You know, um, I, I don't know anything about Deadspin. I've probably read like five articles there, but they all seemed good to me. And, uh, I hate to see people lose their fucking jobs and like walk out of a job 
But this is like just another case of venture capitalists coming in, buying a thing, and then fucking dismantling everything that's great about it. You know what I mean? Like, people want to hear your... Like, I can't express enough how much I've always wanted to hear my favorite writers and television personalities and radio person. I've always... My favorite bands... Like, I want to hear, like, their opinions on stuff. I've always Absolutely. wanted to hear their opinion. I Like, I've always paid very close attention to what people who my, who are influential to me are saying, whether it's about the thing they're supposed to be doing. Like, like if Korn's talking about fucking uh, the Federal Reserve, I'm interested to fucking hear it, even though Korn is a band that doesn't sing about politics. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I, I hate the idea of, like, clamping down uh, on, on, like, things that 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 people have shown interest in and and like uh narrowing what you're allowed to talk about and again it just seems very insulting to me for for a web for a site that was getting a lot of traffic and that was like actually profitable to then have some some fucking guy because he had a shitload of money say hey stick to sports because everything else everything you do makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, and it's like, as soon as you start making, as soon as you start do, as soon as you start making decisions with your opinions about how you feel about it, like you're losing, you need to pay attention to what gets results. And, uh, you know, uh, there's plenty of all sports, all the time places to go to. And, uh, this was an arena that offered some very different things. Didn't, did Kevin Brown write for them for Kevin wrestling? didn't. Bixen Span did. Bixen David Bixen Span, who hates us. But hey, I don't want him to lose a job. He's a sweet. I'm, he's not a sweet guy. He's an asshole. I have actually been known to have called him a dick and an asshole. But uh, a dasshole. Yeah, I, uh, on the Bad Wrestling Podcast, I actually said Bix is a dick and an asshole or something. <laughs> because I mean, he he was mean to me personally. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with what he does. He was writing very thought provoking stuff. I think for Deadspin. And uh, he was bringing to light a number of issues related to professional wrestling that people like somebody like me and Brett might or me and my wrestling chats even are talking about. But it's not like mainstream news like the Saudi Arabia stuff, you know? Yes. That's not like on the mainstream news. You know what I mean? But like uh, I talked to Brett about it. I talked to other people and like uh, it is something that people are interested in, you know, Uh, was was the crown jewel today? Tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Noon. Okay. Oh, okay. Like, not at noon. Okay. Well, it's not on at any time. Don't see it, is what I'm saying. Well, I wanted to I wanted to <sighs> mention, I don't know if it's too late, but there are people in the stream here. I don't know. They must have sent it on my personal account. Um, but Smart Marks, they are a red subreddit. Um, that's for like leftist wrestling fans. Tomorrow, during the Crown Jewel, they are going to do a live stream with David Starr, who is trying to set up a union for wrestlers. I believe it's an AMA. AMA, but it's going to be a live stream, they said. Okay, well, that's great. I'm going to try to get in there. If, if like I said, I explained to them. Maybe it wasn't him, I don't know. I explained to, no, David Starr's involved. I know David Starr's involved. But I thought it was an AMA. I explained that I would try to get in there, but I also don't wake up. Like right at noon. Yeah, that's more of a. This might be more of a me. It's more of a BP than a BQ. In there, let me see what he says here. (laughs) BQ sleeps very late. He's lazy, 
is what he is. Yeah, it is just an ama. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'll, I'll head over there and try to see what I can do. And I don't have a Reddit account. I don't know if you can like do that stuff anonymously, but I don't have an account because I don't look at it ever. I don't right. Know anything about it? Right. Um. So here, here is like uh, some of the stuff earlier this year. Deadspin, along with its sister sites at the former Gizmodo Media Group or Gizmodo, I don't know. I don't want to say Jizz just willy nilly even though I say it all the time, were acquired by the private equity firm Great Hill Partners. The company was rebranded as GO Media, while the two old white men from outside the company, Jim Spanfeller and Paul Maidment, were respectively hired as CEO and editorial director. Almost immediately, the two began warping what had been a successful media company on its own image, into its own image. They fired top editors... Asked sites to be friendlier to advertisers, closed its politics only site on the even of election, on the even of an election year, gave jobs to their cronies, installed intrusive new advertisements and more while showing no curiosity and enabling its, its employees, employees to do good work. So, so uh, uh, I mean, and, and the, the thing, thing is, is every, every site, site has, has intrusive, intrusive ads, ads mm-hmm. but they, they fucking definitely make people go away. They, 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 there is nothing worse than opening something and an ad like getting in the way of what you're trying to do. I don't even know what, like, what the strategy is with those other than like, we're just going to, we'll make money, but we'll piss every single person off that comes to the site. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a matter of awareness. Like they just believe that people will see it and eventually just break down and be like, all right, I want it. <laughs> yeah yeah all right i want a new cadillac cts i'm gonna go sign the papers yeah yeah, yeah it is um it, it's it's just not it's not the it's not the media landscape that we're in it's bad business it doesn't make any sense uh it, it's just not where things are going at all um they're gonna lose out I, and I, I jesus you want to hear what geo media owns yeah they I mean, I, I, that. deadspin gizmodo the root Jezebel, Gizmodo, again, you know, this person put it in there twice, Kotaku, The Onion, The AV Club, Clickhole, The Takeout, Jalopnik, and Lifehacker. I was worried because I thought that Kotaku was going down too. There was like a weird tweet that someone made and I was like, oh my God, I've, that's, one, that's one of my favorite game sites. I mean, Kotaku is going to have problems. Sure. I think. I, I, I think that if you're owned by these guys, there can be problems. I and think no matter what. I think that they media to them is a product that they're selling. And for us, I mean, even for the readers, it's like people that read this stuff want something interesting. That I don't think that like people always box themselves into these little corners. You know, sometimes I'll listen to a wrestling podcast and I'll start talking about something else and they'll be like, people want us to just stick to wrestling. So we'll move on. And it's just like, nah, man. People want to hear what you're saying, you know? People right. want to see what the writers are writing. That's what they want. So, solidarity with them. It's it's kind of, you know what it's kind of like? It's like my opinion on tattoos. Like, when you go in and you tell them, I want exactly this, and, like, I'm paying you to put just a sticker on my body that I pick. <laughs> yeah. Versus, like, when I go in there, I'm like, like, what sounds cool to you? Like, what would, what would make you excited? Like, you want, as a creator, if you're in charge of creators, which I am actually at this point, uh... Like you want them to be able to go off. You want yeah. them to be completely free to do what they want because 
attracting attention and getting people to pay attention to your writing is not fucking easy. But I think that what this comes down to at the end of the day is business people have always considered the arts to be like a talent that people are born with and they don't understand how much time and consideration and behind the scenes stuff that goes into creation of things like that. So they're always going to value it and the rest of the world devalues it anyway, so they can get away with it. Yeah. Like everybody devalues it. Yeah. Like anybody who does it has to deal with 50 fucking assholes saying that they don't deserve what they have. And it is like, that's like the hazard of the job. Like the job kicks ass, but there's parts of the job that suck. And part of the job is people saying you don't deserve what you have. And you know, all this stuff, you know, and it sucks and it shouldn't be part of the job. And people should just understand that, like, if you got there, if you if you somehow got there, you might have deserved it. Yeah. So uh, the next thing I'm going to talk about is very disappointing, but oh, also great. I want to have the conversation with Brett. So I'm going to do it. Hannibal Burris. You heard <sighs> you heard this. You heard about this guy. Have you heard this? Yeah, this is my YKS impression. Was it good? You heard about this? You heard about Dave Hannibal Burris? Uh, it's it's odd for me because like I think that like he sort of okay. So let me explain to listeners. He is against rent control, and he doesn't like Bernie Sanders. And he's pretty much just a r- liberal rich guy at this point. Um, I don't even know if he's rich. I can't. I can't say a guy's rich. I just figure he's been on TV enough that sure. He's I mean, made he's enough money. D- doing well, and he's selling, buying, and selling real estate. You know, right? <laughs> he's like a landlord, so I figure he's got something. You know, yeah. And uh, I mean, what he did with Bill Cosby was important. I think. Yeah. You know. Um. Oh man, I don't. I don't know if I can be. I don't know. Uh. I mean, I've I've actually loved him uh, for a really long time. I heard him on a podcast, a racist ass podcast I used to listen to like twelve or thirteen years ago out of Chicago, and he was a, a guest sometimes on there. And uh, I've kept track of him ever since. Um, it's really challenging, I think, because um, I I almost have uh, a similar inclination where uh, I know the textbook thing you're supposed to do when you get money. You know, which is like properties, get, a, get stuff properties, like that. get you can get stocks and shit, and you know. So it, it can be really challenging to like say like, oh, you shouldn't have that when he probably he's worked pretty hard to get where oh, he's yeah, at. Yeah. You know, like to to like you know to tell a black man like you can't be successful now because of you know whatever it is uh, is like a challenging road to hoe. You know. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and, and like even I, I don't, I'm not even like. For me, like, I think about it even, like, in our terms where where I've heard people, you know, where people have said that, like, we don't deserve what we have. And and the way that I feel about that is just like, well, I mean, we both, like, worked a really long time in, like, the workforce. Like, very working class lifestyles. And for me, it sort of feels like people... It sort of feels like there are a lot of people who think that, like, we should have just stayed in our place. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, we should just still be doing that. And if we want to do a podcast, we can do it as a hobby. Right. You know? And, like, to me, I'm like, fuck you. Because uh, I never met a person who works a real job that works hard and breaks their back that didn't want to get to the point where they didn't have to work hard and break their back anymore. Right. Literally all of us feel that way. Every single person that's ever worked a real job feels that way. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a few people uh, and like the the way I think about it is like, like Hannibal Burris deserves what he 
I don't think I don't like to say deserves what he has because I don't know what he has, and I know he's a landlord, and that's an annoying job to have. Yeah, and it's like really inconvenient for me <laughs> defending him, you know. And uh, I'm not going to defend him. Like yeah, I, I no. think it's shit. I think he's like being, being against rent control is a fucking like fuck you, yeah. dude. You're like not. You don't even get to like be like I have. No, I have a uh, progressive, uh, I have progressive politics in my mind, but I want to gouge people for fucking rent. Right. You know? Right. Fuck that. Yeah. We need as much rent control as we can possibly get. People are getting fucked constantly because there's not rent control laws everywhere. Well, yeah. And I talked to, uh, it hasn't been out yet, but I talked to Kenzo Shibata today about the CTU uh, strike and uh, that'll be coming to the main feed in the next couple of days. But he said that rent control was so important because teachers can't live where they're at anymore you know like they have to they're spending a bunch of time traveling into the city because there's no way that they could afford to live in chicago right yeah and and what is i mean has he gotten to a point has hannibal burris gotten to a point where he thinks like well only people the only people that get to live in chicago are people who deserve it and work really hard right (laughs) you know what i I mean mean? that's i mean you do you hit that threshold it is like it's tempting. I mean, it's really tempting as like uh, as a narcissistic tendencies. Um, there is times where I just want to be like, I'm fucking I'm doing this all myself. Like I'm I'm alpha. I'm better than everybody. And I get what I get. And you don't because you're not special. And uh, it's such a it's just fuck. It's so easy. Like it's a, to slide right you- in because you don't have you don't have to. You don't have, it's not challenging to do that. Right. Like once you have all the money, it's not challenging. Just be like, hey, I'm the winner. You're the loser. Suck it up. Yeah. You know, it, it's hard to be like, well, you know, uh, I have a lot going on for me and I'm taken care of. Why not other people? Yeah. You know? For me, it feels like, like every, if it, I mean, I'm not up like to a extremely high income level or anything. I'll tell you, I have $44 in the bank right now, but I mean, you wasted all of it though. Well, I didn't waste all of it. <laughs> Some of it went to groceries and Halloween costumes sure. and shit, but I did waste like two hundred and fifty dollars this sure. week because I had to buy clothes before I go on the road. But I could have probably waited till I got paid, which will probably be more because I make we made a lot more money this month. But I uh, didn't wait because I'm a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Like I even I've been so dumb. Like part of our set on stage lately has been like only an idiot pays their bills as soon as they come in. And every month now, I pay too many bills, and and then it's like I could have pushed that fucking bill off. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I didn't have to pay it. I have months to pay that bill. I didn't have to pay that bill right then, but for some reason now, I have more money coming into my house. It's like, nah, I gotta pay it right now. You pay that bill, okay? But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it's you know, waves was like disappointing for me too because I love that fucking band from way back from the very I like beginning too yeah and uh you know it, it's it's like it is sold as like the standard path to success but if you're a thinking person like you have to pivot out of the like you have to pivot out of what they say you should do yeah like what financial advisors yeah. and shit are telling there, you it's like hey, i don't know man i don't like landlords you know is there another way i can make money and really like there is an amount of money that would make me happy where i wouldn't have to ha- have properties right you know like a million dollars would make me very happy i don't think i need a million dollars a year you know i think i'd be fine on 
$60,000 a year, I would be very happy to have 60 grand a year. If I was making that kind of money, or a hundred grand a year is great. Like that, a hundred grand a year sounds like you're, I'm living in the lap of luxury because I have an apartment that I like. You know what I mean? It's a thousand dollars a month, which is not bad rent. And like my bills are relatively low and I'm happy. Like I'm happy with all of that. I just want to be comfortable. I said this to Brett before we recorded. Uh, my dream job was cable guy before it was radio guy. Or did I say at the beginning of the show? I don't know if I've said it already on the show, so I apologize. You've said it before, I think. But yeah, my dream job was cable guy before my dream job was radio guy. But my dream job was always radio guy, you know? But I just always wanted more money than the stuff that comes in, you know? Like, I wanted to just, I've always wanted to just have like, (laughs) I say this, this is the number. This is the prime number for me. 1,000 more dollars than what comes into the house yeah a month would be fantastic for me sure you know and that's all i'm looking for and i don't need more and and like i'm not i don't need to make investments and i don't need to do all that stuff because i know it's all bad you know well at the end of the day it it um it does nothing to change what's going on in your head or your exactly personal reality oh no i know i I mean dream scenes coming out soon and i wrote about it and it's like i talked about like how like you know it was a 20 year or 22 year basically climb to get to where i am now doing what i want to do and making more than i did as a cable guy and it was like and i the last time i was as depressed as i am now was when i was about to go to rehab for painkiller withdrawals right like i've been on the edge of tears a lot lately which that's what sent me to rehab was that i was spending a lot of time on the edge of tears and it's like uh it doesn't have anything to do with like not being great i part of it has to do with like oh you feel bad yet you have what you want but that must make you ungrateful but uh i just think like I would love to see these I would I would love to see every artist get rich but I would love them to like stick to the principles that they had probably before they started to hit like the very high income bracket. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean that would it, be great. Yeah. I mean and this is like we were saying at the beginning this is an industry where there are people that are making a million dollars but then most of your entertainers are making $1000 a year from it, you know? Like Yep. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of in between, uh, and so we've all accepted the crabs in the bucket things, you know. So that way, when you make it to the top, you can just take advantage of everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for it. me, it's like I, the only reason I like would like to make it to the top to like bring in a ton of money here is to make more artists. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's sort of like I want a thing that like keeps rolling into making more people who get to live doing their thing like i want jake to be able to live doing the audio stuff for us because that's what he likes to do i want like you know katie likes doing listen i know this sounds crazy but i've been married to her for 20 years katie loves making lists and sending emails that's two things that she absolutely loves to do and i want to facilitate her making lists and sending emails for a living (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have to figure out how to fucking traverse uh, healthcare when that happens. I know. I know. Well, we'll get the healthcare. Well, I think Bernie's going to win, guys. You know? Okay. And then he's going to get the healthcare. That's okay. what's going to happen. That's my plan. Uh, let's do a news story. 
A dangerous and deadly drug is popping up, popping up disguised to look like marijuana. Oh, I love this Brett one. Payne. Yes. KUTV obtained an internal law enforcement bulletin describing the trend. The trend. This can't have happened once. I yeah. can't imagine it. Well, this- the bulletin warned law enforcement agencies across the country to be aware of the potential dangers. I think a lot of death could come from this. I think a lot of people stepping into the realm of overdose unexpectedly. Recovering addict Chris Rufflin said of the photos. Uh, um, the bulletin so- states the substance tested positive for fentanyl, heroin, heroin, tramadol, and traces of meth. I think a lot of teenagers, I think a lot of the younger generation is going to end up getting a hold of that. Which is not fucking going to happen. This, First- yeah. Um, so, uh, just to kind of clarify what's going on here then the news is reporting about the police doing an internal bulletin about something that they made up yes it this is, is it's something nothing that they thought of because they've want- never found this but they thought up that someone what the picture was like some it looked like some green like buds it kind of looked a little bit like uh caviar the uh where they take the weed and they roll it in oil and then they put keef so it was like it, they had probably like an ounce of green looking buds that they were claiming were fentanyl and heroin. Yeah, that it does just say that I'm I'm actually making I'm doing a quick like search here uh on Google News for fentanyl. And uh, the thing about it is that like um weed sells itself and there's a pretty good markup on it. Uh the prices have gone down a lot and you can still get 50 and 8 out of people. Uh so that's doing well to take like a whole bunch of fentanyl and heroin and sell it for weed prices that that's that's bad business no, that's, that's bad, bad business, business. Yeah. yeah yeah um i mean if you told somebody that you had you know the fenty pack uh they might be interested in paying extra money for that yes, like <laughs> that's true i would have probably gone for that like ooh, fentanyl huh? you're talking mm, a little okay. sprinkle of fentanyl you know if people know how they're dosing it then it's not going to kill them the police just have this thing in their mind that a speck of fentanyl dust is going to fucking right. kill them you can hold it you can touch it you know uh you can even hail some of the dust and it's not going to fucking kill you okay so i looked at google news and, you know, they're really going to run a report if there's fentanyl-laced weed. Every single one of these things says uh, police warn. They made it up. People. And then the top news story is uh, our dealer circulating fentanyl disguised as marijuana. The short answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> the short answer is no, but the long answer is that the police are afraid of it, so we're going to report on it. Can I just say also, like... um. Can I just say also, like, smuggling your fentanyl in something that's also illegal and smells <laughs> seems like a really bad strategy. That's just me. I know yeah. we have this thing in our mind that drug dealers are devious, but they're both devious and also stupid. But, like, you, you, when you smuggle drugs somewhere, the hardest drug to smuggle is marijuana by far mm-hmm. because it smells. You need a lot of it. And it just, people find it. It's easy to fucking find if somebody's looking. Now, an easy drug to smuggle is fentanyl. Because it's small, it's compact, it doesn't have a a smell, and it's usually in a bag somehow, and you can hide it, right? And you just need a little bit of it. And uh, why 
would you hide your fentanyl and and marijuana to get it here? Like, what are they? Are, are these like smugglers being like, oh, it's getting too easy to get the fentanyl over here. I got to make it hard for myself. Right. <laughs> and weed dealers don't. Uh, of all the drug dealers, weed dealers do not want to kill their uh, customers. None of them want to kill their customers. Right. That's not a thing. That exi- there isn't like a devious drug dealer like rubbing his hands together and 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 saying like I'm gonna fucking I can't wait to kill all these people with fentanyl. It's exciting for me. This is great, you know. Like all of the overdoses are an accident, and and it, it, maybe it's an accident on the dealer side or it's an accident on the user side, but it's an accident. Yeah. Um. You know what? Like, I think I've mentioned this before, but I did talk to like a professional level drug dealer and their hypothesis was just cross contamination. Like people are weighing fentanyl on a scale and not scale and not like wiping it off and Probably, weighing yeah. something else. Um. This is also happens. Uh. They've also been reporting about cocaine having a lot of fentanyl in it. Have you heard that too? I have heard that. And yes. uh, there was some deaths that happened a few weeks ago. But um, I, I found this article from a website I don't want to give any traffic to that did uh, some investigation on it. And they found that of all the cocaine seized in New York City, just 1% had traces of opioids in it. And you have to remember also that, like, the people they're busting are the low-end drug users, right? Okay, yeah. Right? So the people that are dying from this are the ones that are, like, doing it in the park. You know, they're, they're att- going after poor people, marginalized people to get these numbers. You know, right. And then treating it like it's a fucking epidemic, but it's not, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually, uh, it's funny. Here's another one. The police made up. This came out on October 10th. It's, uh, the day before Halloween, as we record this, I think it'll come out on Halloween. Police in Pennsylvania urged parents to double check their children's Halloween candy this year after a drug bus turned up a THC version of a popular candy. The Johnstown Police Department arrested a 27-year-old man Wednesday who turned a rented storage unit into a mini warehouse for distributing pounds of marijuana along with other drugs like meth, heroin, and fentanyl. During the drug bust, police say they found a stockpile of what looked at first glance to be the popular Nerds Robes candy. Fuck, they uh, make weed nerd robes? Listen, Brad, it's not, it gets so much better. Upon further inspection, police determined the candies contained 400 milligrams Woo! of THC. <laughs> That's a movie marathon amount. <clears throat> That's the craziest amount of THC that I've ever heard of in an That's like a backpacking weekend. Yeah, I had a 500 milligram like little candy bar at one point, and uh, boy, you got to really cut those as soon as we got to small levels you know when we got to la i bought a 300 milligram cupcake and it was just like every time we went back to the help the hotel room i just like bit took a bite of it yeah 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 a 400 milligram edible but the police think that somebody's gonna go buy a ton of 400 milligram edibles and put them in trick-or-treat bags i I mean i bet that that thing would have to be 40 to 60 dollars like retail oh my god yeah there's no way oh god that might be a a, an 80 dollar little gimmick there because that's 400 milligrams you know it's a ton of fucking weed during this halloween we urge parents to be ever vigilant in checking their children's candy before allowing them to consume those treats drug-laced edibles are packaged like regular candy and may hard to be distinguished from the real candy can i tell you can i tell you a funny story i heard on another podcast yeah i was listening to the antifada today they had uh minion death called on there and andy they're like 
audio producer guy said that he one time bought like a weed lollipop and he had it in his pocket and uh, it fell out. And when he went back, there was a parade happening and they were just throwing candy all over the street. Oh, no. So, well, that's an accident. Yeah, so. he has he so he has to assume that some, hopefully, you know, some adult picked their kid's uh, bag. But, you know, that might be the only instance of someone get, getting a weed to a to a kid. It's on accident. It's not for it's not, you know, on purpose. Yeah. If my I mean, that would be the first time I spanked my kid is if they got into my weed candy. <laughs> Stay away from the edibles, kids. They're, you're not ready for them. You're never going to be ready for the edibles, okay? But they've done this now for several years. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, they don't have any, like, they don't have any hard evidence for it. Yeah, why do the police fucking warn people about things that aren't happening? You know? I mean, like, propaganda? What, yeah, it is propaganda, for sure. But it's like, it seems like the things they say, uh, it seems like the things they say about it just makes people want to do it more and like draws more attention to it and like also m makes a good argument for like regulating it you know like it it's like well, wouldn't i mean well if people are dying because they don't know what they're getting it wouldn't it be great if they could know what they were getting yeah you know <laughs> yeah that would make a big difference <laughs> that would help that would help a lot Let's, yeah i mean uh, like like the crackdown podcast said you know uh just allow people to be in control get stuff that is cleaner get things that aren't like laced or um have different shit in them yeah absolutely so here's a story we covered in 2015 for sure we did okay and you're going to remember it. An armed shoplifting suspect in Colorado barricaded himself in a stranger's suburban Denver home in June 2015. In an attempt to force the suspect out, law enforcement blew up walls with explosives, fired tear gas, and drove a military-styled armored vehicle through the property's doors. After an hours-long siege, the home was left with shredded walls and blown-out windows. In some parts of the interior, the wood framing was exposed amid a mountain of debris. So, uh, I remember this story. Uh, a shoplifter at Walmart or something uh, ran when they tried to confront him. And he got away. And he went into a house. And the police couldn't just say, like, well, Walmart got shoplifted from. And just let it go. Or stand outside the house because he'd have to leave at some point. Yeah. Eventually. You know, like you can't just stay in a house forever. Right. Okay. Instead of doing that, like, like any normal person would, they completely destroyed the house. Like completely, uh, they took the house apart. Like, right. can, like in what world is that the reasonable action to take? Why? <laughs> I can't imagine thinking of doing that. It's, that's one of those police things where they're just so hopped up on crime. They're so, like, excited to stop crime. To punish. Because their jobs are fucking largely boring. You know? Like, it's like, they don't have to be doing anything, really. A lot of what they're doing doesn't have to be done. Like, writing speeding tickets doesn't have to get done. You know? It's fine. People speed. That's just the way things are. If nobody's hitting anybody else, then who cares? So police get this thing in their mind when a, a, a crime happens that is a real crime that uh, uh, can be considered <laughs> like shoplifting 
a normal person can look at that and be like, I get why that's crime. Right. Okay. Like I get, but I have a thing now, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to stop this real quick about shoplifting. I think that the stores should just say, fuck it. We don't care about shoplifting anymore and not do it out loud. Okay. Sit down at a board meeting and say, fuck it. We just don't even care anymore. And I'll bet you they would like have the same exact amount of shoplifting and they would still be making tons of money because they fired everybody in the play. I mean, like, it seems like a calculated decision yep. to make to, to, to just be like, fuck it. Let's not like even care about let's not even fucking care about it anymore because people aren't going to people aren't ever going to just take things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, if if. You know, people take things because they have to. People mm-hmm. don't do it because it's like a fun, interesting life to have. You know, yeah, shoplifting is sucks. Really, yeah. you know, it's just because they want stuff. We a lot need of it's, most of it's fucking food, right? And like baby shit, you know, like that's what gets stolen out of grocery stores most of the time. It's not like people are going in there and being like, "I fucking oh man, I really need some Doritos. I'm gonna stick a bag down my pants." Right? You know, like, there aren't a lot of steak thieves. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a relatively Those are big money small items. amount of Jake is a steak thief. But I'm saying that, like, there's a small amount of people who are going to go in and put steaks down their pants no matter what. Right. Like, no matter what enforcement you make, unless you make it a fucking prison where you can take their pants off on the way, where everybody has to take their pants and their shirt off on the way out the door, people are going to steal steak. Yeah. That's just the way it is. And And I just feel like it's like, it's time to just say... Eh, fuck it. Shoplifting. It's like what people do. And you yeah. know what? There's eight people working in like a supermarket at this point now that they've made yeah. it all basically automated, you know? Well, it also, it's very similar to what we've been seeing in New York City with their uh, subway situation where they've been, they've decided that fare beating is the biggest problem in the city and they're now hiring dozens of police officers and paying them incredible amounts of money and giving into their pensions and paying for their health care. And they're firing $80 taser rounds to into people that, uh, basically took $2 and 50 cents. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like had to get somewhere. It's just, I had to get somewhere. Who cares? Right. Who fucking cares? So instead of, instead of just realizing that everyone that has two fifty is going to pay, uh, they they've decided to spend fucking millions of dollars on a crew of people to beat folks up. They had a Democratic mayor. It's like I thought that guy was like a a, a a red communist guy. From what I've heard about him, I guess he's not. You know? Yeah. Well, I guess he's like really disliked in New York. So that's probably like they don't like him. I, I mean, it's uh, I I don't know. It's just it's a very challenging place, and we are not allowed to talk about income equality inequality right i mean that's unpopular that's why we've made a lot of inroads that's why our our whole scene has like uh has uh flourished is that we are talking about these things and if they can't they can't reconcile you know why someone is in that situation so they just have to say we'll punish it out of we'll just shoot them with a taser yeah yeah well i mean if much people get shot with tasers they'll start walking yeah (laughs) yes after an hour so we we talk about this guy's house getting destroyed right a federal appeals, appeals court in Denver ruled this week that the homeowner, who had no connection to the suspect, isn't entitled to be compensated because the police were acting to preserve the safety of the public. Which is, uh, um, I mean, every word of that sentence is bullshit crap. 
You could have just had the cop, like the cops could have just paid for it and and taken the time off, and it would have cost less money. I'll bet you right, they could have gave him a hundred dollars. They could have just said, ah, fuck. Well, well, you know, out of the community fund, we're going to recuperate your loss, and uh, then we don't have to burn a fucking house down. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what? Here's the fucking thing, dude. If you burn a guy's house down, I don't give a fuck who you are. You should have to pay to put his house back together. You have to. I just feel like anybody who That's... blows a guy's house up, the polite thing to do, the right thing to do, is give him a bunch of money to put his house back together. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's some biblical eye for an eye shit, right? Yeah. No, it's fair. I mean, I think eye for an eye has like a negative connotation in a way. Uh-huh. But I'm I'm just saying like... If you fucking drive a dump truck into a guy's house and then blow up all the walls, then like, and he doesn't have any connection to the reason you're doing it, then they, you, you have to buy this guy a new house. You owe this guy 150 grand, I think. That's basically where I'm putting it. Yeah. $150,000. Where are they at? I don't know how much a house is. Well, I say, say, what what city are they in? I don't know how much any house is. Where's this, where's this? Oh, Denver. Oh yeah, there's no hundred fifty thousand dollars houses in Denver, not at all. Okay, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, maybe for, for like a trap house or something. How much is a house there? I Shit. mean, I don't know. Denver is out fucking rageous. I couldn't imagine buying a house there. Oh okay, yeah. Uh, a federal. I mean, two hundred fifty court- is about how much it costs in Columbus to live. Okay, okay. To get a house in the city. God, his house is so fucked up, dude. I'm looking at the picture. It's so fucked. Every wall on the outside is destroyed and you can see into every room in the back like it's like they fucking dumbass cops were outside poking holes in the house until they found the guy (laughs) can you imagine calling your insurance company too and when they say like oh you don't have like cop destruction insurance you have like flood insurance you have tree insurance you have a you have the cadillac of insurance but uh we don't offer cop devastation insurance of course under no circumstances in this country should the government be able to blow up your house and render a family homeless leo Letch, the house's owner told npr i don't think people i don't think everyone agrees on that i don't either (laughs) there's so many people that are like your house should be blown up i think a lot of cops and lawyer types are like kind of like like prosecutor types you know well also the onlookers man they're just like do the crime pay the time right (laughs) do the crime though he didn't do anything no he wasn't even there I mean, you like you take a hundred dollars from Walmart, they paid thirteen for it, right? Like that's how much inventory they're losing on that shit. They've got it marked up three times. Yeah, yeah. Um, lawyers for Letch argued that the poli- police's destruction of his home was a violation of the Constitution's takings clause, which says private property cannot be taken for public use without just compensation. But the problem with that argument, the appeals court ruled, is that courts have long held that police cannot be on the hook for property damage caused in the process of trying to make an arrest. Like, I don't even think they're asking the specific cops that did it. Like, they're making, the the court is making it sound like this guy is going to, like, the specific cop that drove the tank into his house and knocking on his door and trying right, to take the, the money out of his bank account. Right. <laughs> you know? like, no, no, you did that. And we're talking about <laughs> the did, fucking you, you government. Did. Right. You gave me the uniform and the badge. You, you, you gave me the license to do this shit, you know? You told me to do it. I thought when a shoplifter... God, what, what can, I wish I knew what, what is he it? was shoplifting. I mean, yeah, if you, uh, you just are in the Punisher minds. I mean, it's Punishers. That's why they're Punishers. This is really the distillation of what it is, is that they 
are looking away from everything else and deciding to be Punishers. You know, this it's, is it's, this the, is the Punisher, but with also with a uh, um, with a little bit of a Marvel movie brain. Okay, a little bit because like Punisher is it's Marvel. Just, Right. Well, I'm talking about like the movies where it's like, okay. like the heroes roll into a city or whatever and just destroy Clean it, the fighting bad guys, yeah. you know? And like, this is exactly the same thing where it's just like, yeah, I mean, it's a casualty of war. Sometimes you got to fucking knock a guy's house down, you know? Right. We're in a war on crime here. Okay. There's yeah. much crime happening. We got to stop all this crime. Yeah. Walmart's hurting from all that, that shoplifting. I get again. No, just the smartest business move is to just quietly say, we ain't going after Yeah, I mean, you could save, you know, save save money on asset protection salary, right? I mean, that's savings in the bank. Fire the the assets protections person, and you got like $40,000 back in the bank. There's no way that much is getting stolen each year. Right. Like, I feel like I, well, they'll make arguments about like this huge amount of money because of the way... Because of the way people use self-scan. But the truth is, we're not trained cashiers. Yeah. Like, we don't, we're not fucking trained. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. Like, you're making me do the job of somebody that you used to make come in and do eight hours of training for. You know? And I'll tell you about the, I tell you about the way that I do business is that I always go for worst case scenario. So, like, whenever we're planning the tour and stuff, I want to make sure we don't lose money on it, at least break even. So, like, that's what I'm shooting for, breaking even. I'm shooting for zero profit made. When these people are doing their budgets, when they're doing their paperwork and all that stuff, they there's a term we all know it. It's called shrink. If you've done custom, if you've done no, anything, know you know shrink. what shrink is. They have that in their budgets. They know how much they're going to lose. They're paying people basically to get a little bit back, but they already knew they were going to lose a bunch. Yeah, they, it's, it's 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 built in. They're they're not hurting at all. No, no, For, Walmart not, isn't hurting. I know, I know. I mean, they had to have made a calculated decision that like the self-scan checkout aisles and shit are going to be uh things that people are gonna they're gonna lose money on right like they had to have felt they had to have known that like but they're not because they don't have to pay somebody anymore like we're we're working for free for them i know i know it drives me fucking crazy because everything should be cheaper. It should. But it's more expensive. <laughs> Instead, they just make all the products smaller and you get a half a box of cereal. Oh, let me start yelling right now about eight packs. I am so... Eight packs are in. under the eight packs about are eight in. packs. Yeah. I went to go buy some generic ass seltzer water and they had eight packs there. Oh my God. Nothing makes me more mad than an eight pack. Like I just... I can't. There's not even breathe. name for that. There's a dozen, right? But what's an eight? <laughs> it's like fucking. You deserve less yeah. in this world because it costs the same as a twelve, right? Every time you go in there, it costs exactly what a twelve pack would cost if they had twelve packs, but they all have eight packs. And it's like you sell so much fucking pop, dude. Like you have so much of that stuff stocked. Don't say it's shelf space because people are buying a lot less of that stuff. You know, there aren't a lot of people going in and buying three twenty three cubes of Mountain Dew anymore. It just doesn't happen. Right. That's not the way things work these days. You know, people drink seltzer water. So don't say it's like a, a space issue. You're just fucking ripping us off. And you know that people probably who drink seltzer water have a little bit more money. So they're going to be willing to just take the fucking hit, you know, because I'd imagine that, that the demographics on something like that or that like a lot. I mean, when I was 
really broke, I would be like, I ain't paying for fucking water. <laughs> yeah. Know? I'm going to buy I mean, fucking 24 cases of water. My motherfucking stomach is touching my spine right now. I need calories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like the eight pack at, at, at the Giant Eagle, they have 12 packs, but the 12 packs are minis. And it's like, who wants a mini of seltzer water? Mini is like, like eight, eight ounces? ounces of seltzer water. It's like, who wants that? We want as much as you'll give us. Actually, we, want, we would probably take tall boys. Tall boys, yeah. If you had them. We like water. Yeah. You know? This is great for, for folks that are like watching their waistline. I don't want to drink sugar all day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Give me a fucking double deuce. I can't believe the police don't owe this guy. This is ridiculous. The suspect in a case who was wanted in connection with shoplifting was taken into custody after a 19-hour standoff. More than 100 officers from agency around the Denver area responded to the incident. Authorities say the suspect stole two belts and a shirt from a Walmart. No! I was thinking electronics! <laughs> I did too. I thought motherfucker ran out. I thought he just ran out with a TV. Wait, yeah. what was it? Say it one more time. For he, the people in the back. He stole two belts and a shirt from a Walmart. Literally three, I mean, $3 worth of stuff. To them, but yeah. if they had sold that stuff, it was $18 worth yeah. of stuff. <laughs> Their t-shirts are 6 to 10 The yeah. belt is probably another 10 $30 at the most is what this fucking guy stole, and they burned down his whole house. A guy? No. They Somebody burned else's another house. guy's whole right. house this down. Is, well, yeah, this is the person that... They went to someone they were date. Did they try to hide in the house? Is no, that no, no. They just went into a strand. Like they were running from the cops oh, and they broke into a house. Got because it. Because they wanted to hide from right. the cops. But the cops saw him break into the house. Okay. And then got they it. started a whole standoff. They say he was shooting at them too, but they, they never find the gun. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. I don't think it says that they found the gun. And uh, yeah. Oh, wild, man. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about the gun actually being there, and they were probably f fucking lying, you know? Um, they always say that they were getting shot at or about to get oh, yeah. shot. No, know? no, that's what they're, they, cause that's what they, that's, that gets them immunity from yeah. anything. And they just, the thing is, like, <laughs> you, you can't punish every crime like it's exactly the same. And a guy stealing two belts, a shirt, a pair of pants is like definitely like should just have a place to go to get those things yeah. for free. That's one of the, yeah. I mean, you know, my, my version of a, a just world would just be going to somebody and being like, well, you just need fucking shirts and belts. Like well, we can, we can get you that, you know, like I there, mean, there's a, there's even just walk it like in a just world, you could walk into fucking Walmart and be like, I, I need a shirt and some belts. I don't got no money. And they'd right. be like, just take them. Right. You know, who gives a shit? Right. But they can't do that. They can't give you anything free. Like people always think, like, like I think a lot of people who yell at customer service have this misguided thing in their mind that they can just hand you stuff for free, mm -hmm. which they can never give you right. anything for free. Right. Nothing that is like beyond the power of anybody that's in the store. Nobody that is in the whole store can give you anything for free. That's why it's just pointless to yell at them. Right. You know, like it just, it's like, it's just like conserve your energy and just cool out, man. Cause they ain't giving you nothing for free. They, right. At a fast food restaurant, they might give you some stuff for free because the stuff is worthless. Right. But at a store, they have to, yeah, they have to do inventory and all that. They have to write down what happened and there's someone above them that's like, you can't give that for free. Yeah. But you should be able to like 
Somebody was telling me because I was b- complaining about uh, um, CVS online <laughs> yeah. the other day because it's a fucking bullshit place. I've thought this. I've been thinking about this since I was a cable guy when I went into a CVS in Gahanna, Ohio, and I said, uh, "Hey, can I use the bathroom?" And they said, "No, we don't have a bathroom." I was like, "Well, you got a bathroom?" Yeah. It's like in my mind, I thought that, but I just left and went to a gas station or whatever. But it's just like CVS. You're too big. Yeah. To not have a bathroom. Yeah. You got to have a fucking bathroom. It's part of the cost of doing business. <laughs> yeah. You got to let people drop a PP or doo doo in there. Like, it's not fair that you're not letting people do that. There isn't a system that provides it otherwise. So it's on you. It's on you. Why aren't there like actual public? Why can't we have public bathrooms? Like, why doesn't that exist? Anywhere uh, in the world. Because we are trying to train people to have enough money to be able to buy something from a store and earn the right to a bathroom. Like, we only want to provide those type of services to people that are uh, meeting the criteria of a successful citizen, right? I like, mean, that's, I'm a that's citizen. Part, part of the punishment of not having money is you don't get to use the fucking bathroom because you can't buy something. It's so weird. Because I want to even use the fucking bathroom without buying something. Yeah. Give me a bathroom, you know? I want to use that fucking bathroom. I mean, you know, you let me you might let me let me stop by and take a piss. I'm not going to buy something today, but I'm going to remember. I'm going to be like, hey, CVS, you know, took my fucking waste. Dude, I've been thinking about this since like 2006. Like, this has been something that's bothered me, and I had to pee real bad yesterday, and I was in a CVS, I bought $20 worth of stuff, Ugh. and they, no bathroom. Right. And then people were telling me, if you go in there and you tell them you gotta really go to the bathroom to let you go, and it's like, oh, come on. Like, it was this begging thing? No. Uh-uh. I, I'm fucking, I'm allowing you to operate in this city, you're gonna let me go to the bathroom. You know, I want to poop and pee in your bathroom. I don't, I don't. I just wanted to pee too. That's not even like a big deal. That's nothing. Yeah, I think it was, uh, I, maybe it was a social media thing, but when we were in Austin, Texas uh, for ACL um, uh, beforehand, we went to, me and my wife and daughter went to a McDonald's and they had on the bathrooms something I've never seen in my life. It was a coin system. So what was expected of like the employees where you would ask to use the restroom, they would make sure that you were a customer and they would give you a coin for the restroom that you went and put in there. Like one of those fucking, you know, the, 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 the egg machines that have like the, the, uh, sticky hands have like the homies figures have yeah temporary you to pay the money to get in it or did they give it back at the end well here's the funny thing about it is that like I saw this like elaborate coin system that was sitting on this bathroom door and I also noticed, I don't want to implicate the employees because I don't want to get them in trouble, but somebody took a bunch of official McDonald's stickers and like put them over the door jam to the point where you didn't need the coins anymore. You could openly use it. That little fucking thing that sticks out to lock the door, they just put like, it was basically the sticker said like, thank you for visiting McDonald's. We appreciate your 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 patronage, right? Yeah. So these were the thank you stickers that are behind the counter. This wasn't like... This wasn't the customers like hacking the system. I think the employees were just like, we need to keep that fucking bathroom open because too many people are asking, you know? Yeah, we should, we need to, uh, we should do this as like a, a, just a thing for pictures and shit. Like, uh, the McDonald's on campus has just a million fucking signs, mm-hmm. like just signs, signs everywhere. There's signs and it's like blocking up the scenery and it's breaking my mind. 
And they're all like, do this, don't do that. And I can read all those fucking signs, you know? But, like, there's just fucking signs on a bathroom. It's like, if you, you can't use a bathroom unless, like, you buy something and water doesn't count. And, like, you can't, you, you don't fucking sit down here. There's a sign on campus at the Noodles and Company that says you're not allowed to sit on their patio if you have a cheeseburger. <laughs> What? Where? What? Wait, <laughs> say that again? Okay. Scream. So bring that back. At Noodles and Company on campus, they have a sign outside that says there's no smoking and no burgers on their patio because they don't sell burgers. Right, they right. just sell noodles. And it's like, fuck you, Noodles and Company. You know, what if my wife's making me eat some shitty ass noodles and company and I'm going to run down and get a Yeah, I'm going to get a burger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my wife wants it. I don't fucking want it. Let me bring a cheeseburger and this noodles and company. How is that a fucking problem? I know it's weird. I've always felt that was weird. People who bring food from one place into another place. But I also feel like you should be allowed to do it. It's just like kind of like you should be allowed to do it, but you should also be considered a weirdo for doing this it. This is... I mean, it, it's this a manners thing. Paperwork is what it is. Yeah. Like everybody that's there is just doing their job and somebody is sitting on the patio eating a fucking cheeseburger and it's not, it's not bothering anyone. But now corporate has created a situation and they're like, well, we're supposed to do something about it now. <laughs> like now it's a problem. I don't know how, but it is like, because we've been told it's a problem. And if we don't treat it like a problem, we'll get fucking fired. Yeah. I, I mean, I just feel like, like. For me, it's always been that if you take food from one restaurant into another restaurant, like every single person in a restaurant should be able to look at you like you're a fucking weirdo because it's a weirdo thing to do. Sure. But it's a bold move. Yeah. But but it's like public space. I feel I like it don't feel like restaurants are private space. I just don't think I don't think that you get to like I don't think that you get to decide that you're just a private area where you have all the rules when you're operating a public business, you know, like McDonald's is like technically a public gathering place. Like people go there, they want you to come there and they want you to be there. And I don't really get the idea of, uh, I don't really get the idea with them of like making it seem like a dystopia there by putting signs everywhere. You know, there's just. You know, well, one of the things says you're only allowed to be in a, in a dining room for 30 minutes. And then uh, one of the things says you're only allowed to do this. One of the things says this. One of them, you know, it's like, fuck, man. You get no sitting on a patio if you don't have food. It's like, fuck, dudes. This place sucks. This is like uh, uh, the worst case scenario for a building that I would find myself in. Like the places I like to go. I've said this a few times, I think, on the show. I like places where the employees don't have to wear uniforms, where they're all getting paid well, and they're all happy. <laughs> like that's like the kind of place that I like to in that I like to frequent. You know, I hate places where they put them in a fucking one of those scratchy, terrible shirts. Yeah, you know. Oh God, fucking fuck those people. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's it, it's mostly an attack on the homeless. You know, I mean, if you're if you're a lily white college kid going in there, you can definitely eat for more than a half hour. It's just a way to kick people out that they don't want out there. You know, or yeah, to, to targeted harassment. Yeah, but I think like even people who wouldn't be kicked because I'm a guy that probably wouldn't be kicked out of a place like that. No, they would let me sit there all fucking day if I wanted to. Yeah, but it's disconcerting to see that they're they're. I mean, like, they're going to, they would let me sit there for two hours and then they would kick guys out for being in there for a half an hour. Yeah. That would, like, bother even, like, 
a person with a hardened heart, you know, like not like me, like a snowflake like me, but like I because I get. You know, I'd be like, let him stay. I'll buy him a cheeseburger. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm that kind of guy. But like, uh, it was pretty sick when we were in uh, Dallas there. When I went to Denny's, there was a uh, there was a person that I don't think had a home, but they let them hang out in the bench. Yeah. And the person in front of me that was paying was like, I'm not going to finish this to go food. And can I give it to that guy? And they're like, oh, yeah, he, he's fucking hungry. He wants food. Yeah. And, and like he ate a fucking cheeseburger in the lounge. And I'm for sure that if Denny's corporate came in there, they would not want that fucking thing going down. You yeah, know? like that's no. not what they want. Like, yeah. it's like as this stuff gets, as more situations get dire, they're going to start putting more rules down. They're going to start regulating this stuff, and they're going to try. It, it goes back to the landlord thing. If you're a good person and you follow all the rules, you'll be rewarded. And everybody that doesn't deserves their fate because they did the wrong thing. You right. know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Here's a uh, one. I, I want to do one last thing on the show because I saw Chris Caesar. He's a friend of Street Fight, sweet guy at uh, Chris Caesar oh, on Twitter. Um, posted a, a thing uh, co- for some kid named Cody or a guy. I don't, I don't want to say kid. Um, on uh, on Facebook, posted the boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I poop on company time. Right. He posted this meme. Which is a meme that everybody posts. Yeah, I've seen it before. And, uh, okay, here you go. This is a text he got from his boss from a meme he posted on Facebook that, like, has been shared. Like, pe- more people have read that than the Bible at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's Elmo. It's Elmo. It's an Elmo meme. It's sitting on, like, a, a potty. And it just says, boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I poop on company time. Which is, I mean, first of all. People are going to poop on company time. Always. People got to poop. Like, whenever poop is going to come out of your ass, like, that's just going to happen. Yeah, you know? and we don't poop enough in this. People are too blocked up. Like, you oh, should I be know. doing a couple times a day, and folks are, like, you know, every other day. And yeah, shit. like, holding on to it. Yeah. Sometimes a little too long. I, 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 I'm, I've been guilty of that. I don't like I don't like going one a whole day, but it happens. I'm like a puppy dog. I eat a meal, and then I go... <laughs> I don't know why it doesn't come out, man. It, mine's just like, I'll just stick around in there for a while. Fiber, greens, some psyllium husk maybe work for you. Okay. We don't make a dollar when you're... that. So here's the boss. We don't make a dollar when you're shitting all the time. Why don't you stay home and do your shitting? I don't like to play your bullshit games. Maybe there's a company out there that would put up with your games because I won't. Good luck. <laughs> so they got fired so for sharing So dude man. goes... What are you talking about? And he's like, look on your Facebook page. Do you think do you think things don't get around? And he's like, because I shared a funny meme on a Sunday when I'm not at work. And the guy's like, you brought work into a Sunday. (laughs) 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 He he fires this guy. What a wild fucking. What a. Can you. He's he's mad at the post, which yeah. is crazy to me. Because he's not being respected. Like that's this is a small business tyrant. This is their essence. This is, is that the most. they expect to be respected because they got to where they're at from you know being uh, so such a great member of society to own a business, right? Goddamn, hey, goddamn kid is coming into work and taking a shit. He just takes his shit on purpose, and it makes me lose money, and it makes me fucking sick. And then you know what he does? He posts a meme. He fucking- He brags about it. What a mother- f- 
this son of a fucking motherfucker posts a fucking meme. I hate him. I hate him. He's fired. He's fired. Bullshit. You can't, you can't shit on the clock. There's nothing in our in our handbook about shitting on the clock. Everybody that looks at your Facebook page knows you work for me. <laughs> and now they're going to yeah. think that you can just shit yep. anytime you want. And that's not acceptable to me. Yeah, I'm in charge of you. You yeah. haven't even realized that, but <laughs> I have to be accountable for you. Everybody they knows, Cody, that you work... For what? Roman Stonework. Is that what it is? Okay. Roman yeah. Stonework. Andy Farinick, the boss who posted this. You work for Roman Stoneworks at romanstoneworks.com slash contact.html. You work for this place. You work for this fucking business. And people are going to think that I, I just, just let, let people shit. shit. And, and then, then every, every person, person I hire is going to take, take craps while I'm at work. And I don't like While they're at work. And I don't like it. it. Man, what are my clients supposed to think? What, yeah. what, 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 what about our future clients that may see this meme? Like, they're going to be very concerned that you you might have to defecate instead of do your job. Well, he's got a point there in a way because, like, I would fire somebody that had to poop because I think poop is gross. No kidding. <laughs> that's a joke. I'm fucking around. But, I like, that's, like, the in, in the boss's mind, he's like, this guy's taking craps, man. I don't know if we can keep Ooh, him on. We, really. got, we got the uh, Pink Floyd going right now. We got the Echo. All right. Hello. Well, I think we've done enough. Is we've there anybody show. out there? Fucking echo, man. Just knock if you can hear me. I don't hear it. I'm here. We're not I'm hearing it. There. Saucy Peaky. Well, Saucy Peaky's hearing Maybe it. Maybe they're like a psyop or and something. And we've done an hour, I think, in 15. I, so. we, had, we had a new person in here that uh, wanted to know. I, I mean, I'm not. I know who would win this, but they wanted to know. I don't know why they asked this question, but they, they're a new person, they're a new listener, and they wanted to know who would win in a sausage eating, a sausage sandwich eating contest between the two of us. I mean, I would win any eating contest between the two. Breast doesn't eat meat, but I would eat enough meat for two people. Yeah. And then just like give Brett credit for half of it, and then I would win. The problem is, is that uh, I would eat all day leading up to it. Brian eats at one time like a snake, and uh, he gets a giant lump in his throat that travels down to his colon, and then he gets rid of it, um, not at, at McDonald's or anything. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Brian is the winner of all sausage sandwich competitions. I'm a sausage sandwich guy, man. That's just, mm, I love those pickles. things. Beyonds are good, mm, but I, I just, I'm too, I'm too stuffed all day long. I'm doing calorie maintenance here. He's yeah, Brett's on a diet, okay? I'm not. I should be, but I'm not. Uh is have we really done the show that long? Oh yeah, we're God, good. So fucking we did the late. show, man. Well, thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for showing up to the live stream. Thank you for everybody that uh gave us a shot. Um and are checking us out for the first time. You can always find the live stream. Um you can always find the live stream on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, if you want more bonus content from us, then you can go to patreon.com slash Radio, where you can get access to our digital zines. You can get access to our bonus videos. You can get the Shocktober bonus miniseries. Uh, the Howard Stern episode came out earlier this week. And on Monday, the wrap-up show is happening. Uh, after that, uh, we are doing Team Fight Radio, which will be... Uh, me, Brian, and Gwen doing a show about teenage life and this day and age and the goings on uh, from that. 
Thank you to Zerg Troll and Saucy Pickle. Uh, Y'all are the new folks that came Thanks, from the, the, the Means TV. Uh, the the Means TV stream. They came over. Um, that's going to be a much bigger thing going into 2020. Please check out Means TV and what they're doing. Um, I do have a kind of a big part in that and helping shape what happens there. So any support you can direct to Means TV would be appreciated. Uh, you know, Nick and Naomi are, are absolutely brilliant. Um, but, uh, we will keep on fighting the good fight on this Sunday. There's going to be a call in street fight, uh, starting at 9 PM Eastern standard time. We'll be taking your calls, concerns, dare stories, military recruitment, whatever it may be. Uh, we do appreciate, uh, all the time and energy you've put into making sure we can keep this thing rolling and come see us on the West coast. We're going to be partying all the way down. I can't wait to, uh, to see you all again we we were there earlier in january and you you gave us such a good time that we want to come back and so seattle portland oakland los angeles and san diego if you head to streetfightradio.com on the very front page on the left hand side is going to be the newest podcast on the right hand side will be the newest news in regards to our live show so just click on that left coast november link and you will get access to the tickets Facebook events, whatever it may be, and help spread the word. I don't, I don't want to pay for ads, but uh, if you could tell people that we're coming to your town, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, we will see you on Sunday. I've got, like I said, I've got a bonus. Uh, I've got a bonus content show coming with Kenzo Shibata. Uh, I think there's going to be the first episode of Small Business Tyrants this Friday on the one dollar Patreon feed. So. We're really blowing it out as far as content goes, and we're only going up from here. Eventually, we will collapse the entire government uh, across every corner of the flat earth and create something more equitable for all working people. Uh, right now, it's just an entertainment show, though. So enjoy the laughs. Enjoy the good time. We're Street Fight Radio. We'll see you. Peace. Yes. It's the apocalypse, ain't nowhere stopping this Fuck all of the politics, gossip I ain't rockin' with I just wanna see it burn, I just wanna see it fall I don't have yeah. no hope at all, yeah. selling dope yeah. I was involved Stereotype, my people they stay with the white. Ain't talking about Aryan life. No cross got lit up at night. I say, God damn, now that's some motherfucking shame. Let me hit you to some game. Yo, this may fuck up your brain. What would happen if we stop putting money in these banks? What would happen if you jumped out of line, said, Fuck your brain? What would happen if we got it big clapping? Now, what you think? Just cause you got a badge, that don't mean your ass is safe. Hey, this the apocalypse. Ain't nowhere stopping this. Fuck all of the politics. Gossip I ain't rockin' with I just wanna see it burn I just wanna see it fall I don't have no hope at all Selling dope I wasn't involved Northside Now it's looking like I'm bangin' I ain't twistin' up my fingers You understand what I'm saying? Well acquainted with the streets I ain't speaking in code Fuck the freedom of speech Cause I ain't taking no oath I put that on my soul Or whatever you call it In my second life I might be Jesus Christ with a 40 I leave them ever so holy Just like they have now bitch, I meant to say body just like I'm catching a homie Now, 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 I would rather die than become state property Put my hands up for what? So you can get a clear shot at me? You got me fucked up I got anxiety, now I don't give a fuck We out here rioting It's the apocalypse, ain't nowhere stopping this Fuck all of the politics
and white Ain't talking about Aryan life Cross get lit up at night Bang, bang This the motherfucking gang 42 is brain He won't remember a thing Shorty get to bussin' Sippin' on Robitussin' We don't give a fuckin' Really about nothing. Topic of discussion Politics and corruption Politicking by shooting a politician in public It's the apocalypse Ain't nowhere stopping this Fuck all of the politics Got somebody rockin' with I just wanna see it burn I just wanna see it fall Self-defense can look violent if you're looking at it as the person who responds in self-defense is as culpable, but we don't see it that way. We see ourselves as engaging in self-defense from groups who want to do our community harm, whose ideology is the ideology of genocide and mass murder. So in the sense of reaction, we see fascism as an inherently violent ideology. So when we disrupt its organizing, we see that as self-defense. Excuse me, friend. Do you ever get mad online about politics? No, not really. So your Twitter handle isn't at DabbingCastro911 and you didn't just post drink piss to at Joe Biden? Uh, okay, you caught me. Well, good news, friend. You are not alone and you should get your news from two guys who are just as mad online as you. Really? Who? Where? District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left, airing Monday through Friday, hosted in Washington, D.C. by the two Sams, Sam Knight and Sam Sachs. All you have to do is subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel. Wow, thank you. Keep posting and stay mad, my friend.